The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. We've discovered the world's best craftsmen and techniques. Using materials native to the region and tools accustomed to individual craftsmen, we strive for perfection every step of the way. With all of this, you'll see the details of your own story. The story of a life well-crafted. This is the story Craft tells. Welcome to the House of Roll. Oh my God! Is that Doug Campbell I see? With that wide stance and that long hair and that Les Paul slung down to his knees! Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Lone Gunman Podcast. It's your boy, Rob Clark, coming at you for big episode number 13. And it's big because it's supersized. That's right, people. I got 45 minutes to fill now. So you can either use me to go to sleep or use me to get you fired up. Today, let me get some things off my chest, first of all, to start off with here. A lot of people have asked me about the music I play, and let me just say this. There's only one kind of music you're ever going to hear on the Lone Gunman Podcast, and that's good music, okay? I don't care what genre it is. If it sucks, it sucks. If it's good, it's good. If it rocks, it fucking rocks, okay? And and that's all you're going to hear here, all right? I grew up in a household listening to the Beatles and disco, okay? And I'm a child of the 80s, so I grew up with all that crap, you know, and uh, punk and metal and, you know, hit the 90s with the grunge and, and all that. And never in my life did I ever think that I would ever listen to country music until about maybe five years ago. I got so sick and so tired of hearing this bubblegum crap that's on the radio anymore. You know, I miss the good old days when artists could be artists. Okay, and they could record whatever the hell they wanted to record and write their own stuff. You know, nowadays it's just recycled poppy crap. And, and you know, I thought it, it would be kind of cool, you know, to. to we'd be able to find all these new artists you know on, on on youtube and stuff and and they could get big in an unconventional way and what the hell did we get from that justin bieber i mean come on man so like i said i don't have a theme music what you're going to hear on here are songs from my life my theme music is going to be the show's theme music and if you don't like it, sorry. I will. I like to shake it up though, and and get different sound and stuff in there. But I, I promise you, I will only find good music. And that little ditty was a little song by Guns N' Roses called "Right Next Door to Hell." And I picked that song not only because Guns N' Roses kicks ass, at least they used to. And my buddy Doug. Rides his Les Paul down by his knees like Slash, and I was teasing him. But 
the song right next door to hell. That's where we are. That's where we're at tonight. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about that that figment of your imagination, that parallel universe, that thin line between and conspiracy. And and we're going to talk a lot about facts on this show. But tonight I thought it would be kind of fun to talk a little fiction. Okay? Because one of my favorite hobbies, ever since I was a wee wee weed tot, knee high to a grasshopper, I have loved to read. Okay? Because when I was growing up, we didn't have video games. We didn't have 8,000 channels on the TV. We didn't have the internet. You know, we had coloring books, Lincoln Logs, you know, Hot Hot Wheels, and we had books. And the only way to take your brain to another universe was to read, you know. And I've always loved to read. That's one thing my parents did instill in me, and, and it... It will persist. It will persist to this day, and it will persist till I'm six feet underground. I love to read. It ex- it helps your mind stay sharp. I'm telling you, and I do, of course, love to read. You know all the research books on the assassination. You know, but I also like to read fiction of the assassination. And I'm not going to sit here and go through all the books that are out there, you know, of fiction on the assassination. Whereas I like to call it faction, because it's fiction based on fact, based on historical events, with the author using his creative license to weave a new narrative, to weave a new story, to weave a new point of view, okay, that just is possible. You know, now some of them aren't possible, like when people time travel, you know, back into the 1960s, you know, into the 1960s. But what I want to focus on is uh, is three books tonight that I'd like to share with y'all that I know if you, if you, if you, lo- if you like reading about the assassination of JFK and researching it, it's good to take a break every once in a while and, and read some faction, okay? And I know it's hard for some people to separate fantasy from reality or what their perception of reality is with somebody else's fantasy. But when it's done right, man, I tell you, it's some good reading. And it does what me and Doug are doing this for. It makes you think outside the box. Just a, just the, even for a minute. Okay, you can look at things from somebody else's perspective. And actually give somebody's thoughts the time of day. And actually be open-minded enough to actually think about what they're trying to tell you. Okay? Because I know a lot of these authors aren't JFK researchers. But a lot of them are. A lot of them are just like me and you who are interested in the case. And said, you know what would be fucking cool? If I could write, you know, what my version of events as they went down, you know, on that day in 1963 were. What if I could 
write a fictional book about who Lee Harvey Oswald really was, you know, and, you know, just from his perspective, and I love reading these kind of books. So the first one I'd like to talk to you tonight, and by the way, welcome to episode number 13 and thank you for listening. You know, the uh, response to the last one was great. Everybody's digging it. Nobody's bitching about it. So that's good so far. And please, like I, like I said before, if you like it, share it. Okay? Share a link with somebody. Post a link on your Facebook page. That would be immensely awesome so that all your friends can see it. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to open some eyes and minds around here. Okay? Now tonight, alright, let's dig into it here. The first book I want to talk to you about is one called The Secret of the Century. Okay? And you can find, I'll post links up for all these books on my Facebook page. But uh, you can find them all on Amazon. And the first one is The Secret of the Century by Roger Levine. And this is one of the more fictionalized books that I'm going to talk about tonight. But the story is good enough for it to be a good book. You know what I'm saying? Like the premise of it is that on November 22nd, 1963, Abraham's a pruder. And of course, I think they use another name in the book. I don't think they can use the name of the pruder. Um, some of these old historical names they can use, but some they can't. I guess restrictions from the family or something. But the premise is that Abraham Zapruder had his eight-year-old grandson that he, he, he had uh, kept him out of school that day so he could see the president. Because his, uh, his grandson was really, really interested in, in JFK and, and I don't know why, but you know how kids get sometimes. So the premise of it is he was there that day on the grassy knoll and as 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 Zapruder is filming his film as the president's going by, you know his grandson he is standing there and he he had bought his grandson a camera, you know, so he could take some pictures and 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 commemorate the day. And okay, the shots ring out, everybody's going crazy, you know, people running around, and the grandson just happens to raise his camera up and take a picture. Of, of uh, somebody dressed like a cop. And it turns out to be the shooter. And the, the story, and I'm not going to ruin these stories for you. I mean, you likely know the, the results of them anyway, but uh, the, the basic premise of the book is that as, as, the, as the boy grew up and got older and, and realized exactly what he had, you know, it's a story of his, of his quest you know, to find the person in the photograph and to basically solve the case. And it's a good book because it's very Dallas-centric. You know, there's lots of landmarks, the streets, the houses. You know, I even think he has uh, the grandson sneaking away and um, and finding where the... Uh, one of the safe houses was and almost getting caught and it's a really good story 
you know, but you got to separate yourself from from reality and go into fantasy land for most of it because, as we know, Zapruder's grandson wasn't there. Okay, but it's just a premise for a book. You know, all the elements are basically historically accurate. You know, the license is taken with Zapruder's grandson and events that happened to him. So that's The Secret of the Century by Roger Levine. So check it out. I'll put, put links on the Facebook page for it. And the next one I'd like to talk about is a really interesting one. And it's called Red Mist by Richard Taylor. And the story starts out and it centers around this main character. His name is David Dang Dangler. And he had worked a little bit in, in uh, military intelligence. And he was assigned to keep an eye on somebody. And that somebody just happened to be Marilyn Monroe. And I can't remember if it was the first or second day that he was watching her. Is when he saw her get killed. And the story unfolds, and he has information because he saw certain things. So now he's being hunted down, trying to trying to trying to kill him. And you know, events take place through the story, and eventually he tries to prevent the assassination from taking place. But to tell any more of the story would really give a lot of it away. So I'm just going to highly recommend Red Mist by Richard Taylor. And he is a former military intelligence person himself. And he did a really good job and self-published ebook and it's reasonably priced. I think it's only like three bucks. But it's worth it. And he, did, he does a really good, believable job of inserting David Dangler into the narrative of the, of the assassination. With all the events that we know took place, he drops this guy in the middle of it. And, and adapts him to what's going on in real life and, and what really happened. And it's a really cool story. So that's Red Mist. Okay? by Richard Taylor. Check it out. And I'll post a link to that on the Facebook page. Now the next one I'm going to talk about is got to be my favorite fictionalized book of the assassination. And it's called The Oswald Reflection. And it's by a guy named Larry Names. And the premise of this book is centers around this guy in the Midwest who, who uh, is a newspaper reporter, basically, who stumbles his way into this into this huge story, okay, and, and some potential witnesses from the assassination. And the basic premise of it is that on on the watch when Lee Harvey Oswald was in the Marines 
um, somebody got shot, and whoever this poor guy is, Lee Oswald happened to look just like this guy. And anyway, they he assumed this guy's identity and the newspaper reporter had found pictures to prove who this guy really was and the crazy thing of it is is that he survived and he was still alive you know like back in the 70s I think it was when the book was written and I won't tell you the end of it because I don't want to ruin it for you but it has definitely one of those books that makes you think and that's why I really like it so that's the Oswald Reflection okay by Larry Names and I'll post a link to that on the Facebook page now the next one I'm going to talk about is I think it's kind of like a series but let's start off with a movie that I'm sure a lot of people have seen. And it was called Shooter. Okay. And it starred uh, Mark Wahlberg. As a former army sniper. And he, his partner had gotten shot. And he got left behind. And he had to make his way back. You know from 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 the edge or whatever. And. You know, he got discharged and he moved up into the mountains and lived this lonely life, I guess it is. And I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. If you haven't, I highly recommend seeing the movie Shooter. Because the premise of that movie is based around the premise of a book by Stephen Hunter. And the premise of the book centers, centers around the narrative of Lee Harvey Oswald and being set up at least his take on how the setup went and what he does is he translates the MO of the setup in real life into a fictional character and a fictional fictional setting of events so even if you've seen the movie before, I really encourage you to go back and rewatch it again with the context of knowing that the central character is based on Lee Harvey Oswald being a patsy. Because as, as you know, if you've seen the movie, the main character, Bob Lee Swagger, three names, is set up as the patsy for trying to kill the president. And then, you know, of course, there's a big chase that ensues and all that. And then he gets his revenge on him. So, yeah, go back and watch the movie Shooter with that in mind. And they reference they reference uh, Lee Harvey Oswald in the movie as well. But there's another book in the series called The Third Bullet. Also by Stephen Hunter. And the basic premise of this book is... A khaki raincoat is found on the very top 
of the Dow Tex building in the elevator, I guess repair shaft that you know sits on top of the building. And they found it rolled up and stuffed in a roll of carpet. And deducing how this raincoat is tied into the assassination because the raincoat has something on it that would only be related to guns. It has some kind of a an oil or a cleaner or something and it's still pungent after all these years but anyway Bob Lee Swagger the main character from Shooter gets called in to by an FBI buddy of his to come to Dallas and, and check it out and it's a very interesting story with lots of twists and turns as a good book should have and this guy's a big, meaty, heavyweight of an author. Okay, he's not the, one of these self-published authors, which are great too. But this guy is backed, you know, by a major publishing firm. You know, he's got movies under his belt. He's a big dog. Okay, and <clears throat> the premise of the book is finding the real shooter because they figured out that. This gun that was used, I think it was a Winchester, it was a 223 or 227. I can't remember which. But they had taken the shell of that and put a Carcano bullet in it, and it it pretty much closely matched a six six and a half millimeter uh, Carcano bullet, and that's how it was shot. It was shot from a high pa higher powered rifle than a Carcano, but the bullet was, of course, a Mannlicher bullet. But it was put in a Winchester casing, so it could be fired out of this rifle, and of course used to frame the Patsy. But it's a really cool book, and I think it just came out in paperback not too long ago. And I'm sure you can find it in Kindle or at a used bookstore. But it's called The Third Bullet by Stephen Hunter, and I would also check out any of his other books that are out there because they're all loosely based and have this guy Bob Lee Swagger in them, who is. Like a, a Lee Harvey Oswald type type guy, but the ones that center around assassination are, are the is the book that was um, that was used to are based on you know the movie Shooter, but I can't remember the name of that book. But and then the other one is the Third Bullet, okay, and that's by Stephen Hunter. And go back and watch the movie Shooter, okay. Now those four books are some of the best that I've run across. Now there's also some real turds out there to definitely stay away from. And there was one in particular. And stupid ass me spent $9.99 on this book on Amazon. And it was a Kindle edition. And it was, uh, I can't remember the exact title, because I think it has since been removed from Amazon. But it was something like Confessions of a Grassy Knoll Shooter. You know, the real confession of the real Grassy Knoll Shooter. Okay? And it had a guy's picture on the front. It looked, you know, it looked cool. had a decent description. So I was like, hmm. Okay, that sounds cool. I'll try that one. So I got it, and I 
started flipping through it. And I was like, what in the hell is this? Okay, it it had pictures of JFK sunbathing. Alright, but it said he had feet like hooked feet like a bat. And I'm sure the picture was photoshopped. But it said that JFK slept like a bat hanging upside down. And it said that there was multiple, multiple replicas of JFK that were hidden in a cave somewhere that whenever he got killed, they would just bring him back again and he'd be a new, just the same as any of the other ones. And... The book had no form or function whatsoever. It was just like a giant run-on sentence with no chapters. It was the worst pile of shit I've ever read in my life. And I was pissed. So I got on Amazon and I left one hell of a review, let me tell you. And I was not nice and I did not hold back. I gave them both barrels from the Lone Gunman for this asshole and I tried to get my money back but since it was a Kindle edition they, they wouldn't let me but I complained enough that it was misrepresented that the book and the description was very misrepresented and it was based on you know pretty much tantamount to fraud you know I mean I don't know who wrote the damn thing but whoever did had to be on some good shit let me tell you because I mean, the book, you know, it, it said, you know, like JFK was actually a, a giant tarantula spider encased inside of a human-looking body, and it could change at will. I, I don't know. It, it's the most horrible book ever written, and, and that's not even, you know, quantifying it just to JFK. I mean, it's the worst pile of shit in the history ever written. And I'll, if I can find it, I'll put a link to it on the Facebook page just so y'all can see it. But believe me, do not buy it if it's back on Amazon. It's horrible. And of course, there's, there's other books I haven't read that I would like to read. Because, of course, I haven't read them all. And, uh, but of the ones that I have read, you know, those were a couple of my favorites. I would like to read Libra by Don DeLillo. I have not got the opportunity to read that one. Uh... There's a new one called the Obex Lander and, and the JFK assassination or something like that. But I think that one's based on aliens from space. Maybe stay away from that one probably. would be a good idea. Um, and there's another one out there that if anybody's heard of it or knows where I can get a copy of it, let me know. It's called Strange Peaches. And it was written by a Dallas native back in the early 70s and I can't find this damn book anywhere it's called Strange Peaches and I can't remember the guy's name that wrote it but this guy knew firsthand a lot of the people that were involved in this like he, he knew Jack Ruby he knew J.D. Tippett he was dating one of uh, Ruby's dancers at the time it's not not Roscoe White. It's 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 somebody else. But he knew a lot of the people and, and a lot of the policemen and a lot of the places and events and all the ins and outs of Dallas at the time. And 
I cannot find it anywhere. Strange Peaches is the name. And the book was written, I think, in 71. It was the early 70s. So be on the lookout for that. Or if you know where I can get it, shoot me an email and let me know. Because that would be awesome. Because I would really be interested in reading that. Um, so yeah, that's... I mean, that's, that's about it as far as the books. You know, I mean, it's... It's just... Sometimes you just got to take a break, you know, from, from the real grind of the research and, and just let yourself go into fantasy land for a little while. That's why, you know, pretty much for every two real research books that I read, you know, my, my brain starts to go on overload. Because I've read so many, all the facts get mished up, mished, mushed, mashed, mished, whatever you want to call it, up in my brain. And I can't even remember who said what or what this book came from or, or things like that. And it takes you a while to sort it all out and make sense of it all. And that's why I like to take a break. You know, after maybe read two research books, I'll read a fiction book. And I even contemplated writing a fiction book, uh, you know, concerning the events around the assassination and insert, you know, the way I think think things might have went down and I might still do that you know it's not like there's a time limit on anything and anybody can self-publish these days so it's always an option I just I haven't had a lot of time and uh, you know it's hard when when you want to road all the time and also I don't have a computer so it would be a lot easier if I did have a computer because I ain't writing a book on on my phone that's crazy. I thought about it, but then I said, no, Rob, you're an idiot. Don't even try it, because you're going to go blind. So, yeah, didn't do that one. Um, but anyway, please, I've streamlined everything on, on the Spreaker page. Everything is right there. All the links you need are right there. Hit the info button. You can find links to the Facebook page. You can find links to send me an email. If you click on who I'm following, you can find other guys that I listen to on Spreaker, like Doug Campbell and the Dallas Action, like Adam Webb and the Web of Conspiracy, or any anybody else. You know, it makes it real easy to find you know what we're listening to, who's who we're following, who's following us. And I, damn it, I still have not learned how to check comments or leave a comment on Spreaker. I have got to figure that out. That always I, like, I'll get an email, you know, so-and-so has left a comment on Spreaker, and I, damn, I can't figure out where they are, because I'm using the mobile app to do this, and I don't know, I'll, I'll figure it out, I just have to remind myself to have time to figure it out, because that's really, really bugging me, but once again, I thank each and every one of you out there who's listening, who is a return listener, who is listening for the first time, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, and if you like what you hear, Okay, if you like what I'm doing, give it a like on Spreaker, give it a like on the Facebook page. I didn't get any help from the last podcast, people. I need at least two more likes on the Facebook page before I can do anything with it. I gotta get to 30 likes, and I'm stuck at 28, damn it. So, invite your friends to like the page, send them a link to the page or the podcast or or anything, and it's greatly appreciated believe me 
And please check out Doug and the Dallas Action. He had a hell of a podcast this last time around and some great revelations about Mr. Jerry Patrick Hemming that just about everybody in the world would think is awesome except for Philippe Hemming. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he had some great revelations about Jerry Hemming. So please go check out his podcast. He's got part one up, and I can't wait for the second part to come because he is like a dog sniffing down the right path. And he's going to get you there at the end, people. Believe that. Believe it. He's, pan- he's painting a masterpiece of a narrative for you guys. And I know he's having fun doing it. And I know he enjoys your feedback. So please let Doug know that you, that you like him and you like his podcast. And you can check him out on Facebook as well. And on Spreaker. Find him. Like him. Love him. Just like me. Can't ever have enough Doug, damn it. And it sucks because he he just shortened his podcast down to one a week, which I understand why he did it, but you can't ever have too much Doug. At least not in my world. And it shouldn't be in yours. So if you want to hear more Doug, you let him know that you miss him and you want to hear him more often. Because he's a man of the people. And he will do it for you. So that's it for episode number 13. That some bitch is done and in the can, beamed up to the satellites, and beamed directly to your ears. From the bottom of my heart, people, I thank you all for listening. And please continue to listen, like, share, comment, anything. I appreciate all feedback. Tell me I suck, tell me I'm awesome, whatever you want to do. Until next time, people, this is Rob Clark on the Lone Government. Out. to save because you work too hard for your money not to. Lowe's is here to help with special Labor Day savings throughout the store. When you buy a DeWalt two-tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver, you get a DeWalt bear tool for free. Choose from a reciprocating or circular saw, angle grinder, or 20-volt battery. And update your appliances and get up to 40% off select appliance special values. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. 
Tool offer valid through 828. Appliance offer valid through 911 US only. The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. We've discovered the world's best craftsmen and techniques. Using materials native to the region and tools accustomed to individual craftsmen, we strive for perfection every step of the way. With all of this, you'll see the details of your own story. The story of a life well-crafted. This is the story Craft Tells. Welcome to the House of Roll.